Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. This is our podcast and my name is Darren Connell. Before we get into it, I want to ask you a big favour. If you listen to this podcast and you're a fan, can you please do myself and Paul a favour and give us a wee review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? You're really helping us out and it's fantastic. It literally takes two seconds on Spotify and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could do a worded review, it would mean so much. This podcast is sponsored by Lamb Solutions Limited, run by my friend Michael Burns, um, who is essentially a jack of all trades. If you need your kitchen fitted, your bathroom sorted, you need any joinery work like that, the information will come up on the screen and you can get in touch with Michael Burns and he will help you. If you tell Michael Burns that you listen to this podcast, he will give you a discount or a free estimate on something that you need done in your house. It's also that time of year that your gutters are getting filled with the bad weather, leaves and all that nonsense. He does gutters and he also does window cleaning. Michael Burns is a childhood friend. We were in high school together. You have my word on it that he's a genuine good tradesman. I know there's a lot of bad tradesmen out there just like bad, dodgy uh, barbers that are getting everybody dodgy hairlines. So uh, Michael's a good guy, and if you need any work, get get in touch with Michael. also like to give a shout-out to some charities before we start the podcast. We're going to uh, mix it up this week because it is coming up for, uh, like national bullying awareness so i'm going to give uh, the national bullying helpline a shout out if you know anybody that's been affected by bullying family members you know you've got a niece or a nephew in school that's going through some tough times the national bullying helpline is there to help them they've got a free number it's 0300 323 0169 and that is seven days a week that they're available there's a there's a helpline there we never got that when we were in school paul so if you know somebody pass them that number and obviously eating disorders are something that's um uh, affected everybody in their life including myself i've not had one personally but i know people that have sadly uh, lost their life with with us so there is a charity called Beat, and it's an eating disorder charity, UK national wide. It's actually the number one charity, and they've got a helpline as well that's also free. It's 0808801042, and they're available seven days a week as well, and that's also a free charity. And eating disorders are like from bulimia to anorexia to all that stuff. Google it if you feel like you need help. The help is there and it's free. Samaritans are free. A helpline that I've used back on side, a mental health charity that I take therapy from. I was doing therapy with them today actually and it was pretty fucking intense, mate, to be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty intense, mate. You know, you're going through therapy and you're talking about things that have happened in your life and then you're like, can I believe I've got a podcast in 30 minutes and I'm going to be talking about my arsehole <laughs> to Paul. 
<laughs> Another form of therapy. <laughs> I have got two therapy sessions a day. So I back on side are a great charity. They've really helped me. I do therapy with them. And they've like I always say in every podcast that I do, they've got a list of numbers there that could help you. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, it's all free. People like that never had people like us never had things like that when we were younger and it's there. It's a phone call away and people want to help you. So get in a bit of the goodness. So let's start the podcast. How are you, Paul? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Did you think I got through that there pretty professional? You very much did. What, what did you call yourself a few weeks ago? One take Connell. One take Connell, aye. <laughs> Love that. My, my mouth is a wee bit dry because you missed this. I gorged on a sandwich uh, because I tried to do fasting today. And I only lasted 12 hours. And then I ran into the studio five minutes late, literally gorging on a piece. Paul was just like, therapy going well, eh? Aye, mate, aye. Let me just swallow this back. Aye. 12 so, hours? It's all right, mate. Aye, it was, it's tough, mate. See, when you don't do it, it's tough. I started, mm -hmm. actually, it wasn't hunger. It was a sore head I was getting. And then, then it was hunger. And then I started to feel a wee bit shaky. Mm -hmm. But I've had a couple of weeks of just eating my maintenance calories. I've mm -hmm. not been in a deficit. I've not been going over, but I've not been in a deficit. Mm -hmm. So I went from like 3,000 calories a day for two weeks to trying to fast. And I was like, my heart's going to explode in the Aye. pavement. Your body's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Aye. Mm -hmm. I said on Twitter the other day, I'm either training for a fight or I'm eating kebab meat off my tits. <laughs> there's no in between there's nothing in between what, what? are you there now training for a fight right good. the fight of life <laughs> the ultimate fight <laughs> no i tell you a lie i said that as a joke i'm actually in a really good place with all that shit i'm not struggling at all and that's 117 days calorie counting as well that's great man Three thousand calories how long have you been doing your maintenance for two weeks two weeks that's all right mate yeah any reason why busy with gigging mate and just just shit like that when i've not been able to go out for my walk and i'm like oh fuck it i'll just grab something and go and then obviously like takeaway foods really high in calories mm -hmm. so even when you're eating small amounts it's still fucking massive amounts of calories so i think it's just been that it's been in a rush it's like what you said it's like when you're sitting in the house you can do a fast as soon as you're doing something as soon as you're working that's when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. So I've just been on the move, unable to kind of buy food in and prep and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've no fucked it. That's that's the main thing. That's the main thing, mate. I've no fucked it. Good. But I did eat a couple of pizzas and putting salt in it and all that and proper fucking mm, <sighs> putting salt in a pizza, mate. What type of pizza? Do you know, it's like obviously for like a Turkish kebab shop, but mm -hmm. it's I love how it's like Italian pizza on the menu <laughs> and you get it and it's just like salami. Uh -huh. That's it. Right. Salami and hunters of cheese. Ah, uh, fuck's sake. It's Aye. a Costco. They're popping up with Mexicans as well now. It's like Mexican burrito place and you go into the menu and it's like, you know, tacos and burritos and then you go down the bottom and it's pure chicken tikka kebab and you're <laughs> <laughs> they must just have like these sort of like kebab shops nothing against them mate i love it Aye. i fucking love a kebab but they just go right what's the sort of what's the flavor of the month or the flavor of the year yeah so you, you'll soon be getting i don't know like 
fucking ramen. And you'll be like scrolling down in your ramen. It'll be like ramen, bento box, and then it'll be like fucking doner kebab. You'll be Aye. like, right, right, just a, another kebab shop pretending to be whatever. Ramen pakora. Imagine that. Mm. How could that work? I'm trying to figure that out. Noodles mm. inside pakora bottle. I wouldn't put it past cunts in this country, mate. I had a kebab after Sunday night. Yeah. I got a, a special mixed kebab for Morelos and Woodland Road. Why? something else Morelos mm-hmm. is that a new place no it, there's one on Great Western Road yeah it's been there for fucking years like 25 years or something they've opened a place on Woodlands Road right it's good man yeah good kebab I, I'm trying my best not to get I don't want to just talk about calories but I'm like I, I have became aware like the old me would be like you're fucked it and I would have just went back to uh-huh. that but this has been a learning curve for me because I've been like do you know what Life has happened, work has been tough, don't be too harsh on yourself. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of days, I've been in a deficit again. But even when I'm, I'm wearing old clothes and stuff, and I'm like, right, I've still lost weight. Like that shirt I wore at the stand, like uh-huh. all the, in the jeans and all that shit that couldn't, in my jacket. I'm like, oh, it still fits me. But obviously my goblin fucking brain is like, you're a disaster. Walk <laughs> into the Clyde. With your tits pressed up towards the sky. Or, you know, eat 6,000 calories or just sit and <laughs> get the cigars back out. Hurry up. Get the chocolate and the cigars out. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cast up the past. That is below, that's under the 40th episode. All right, okay. That's, you're the new you. Yeah. That's the old me. I've actually not been craving cigars. Good. That's mad. I think that fucking mental. Fucking rotten for you, man. I know. They smell like fucking death. Hey, come on. Okay. People have got to enjoy their things. Um. So, Sunday was amazing. Yes. On Sunday, for people that are listening, was my fourth gig doing Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch at the stand. Paul was there. Thank you for coming, Paul. You stayed to the end this time. Yes. Your support is appreciated. And it was a fucking belter. Aye, mate. Although, good. mate, the stand don't do Guinness. What's that all about? I've became a a Guinness guru. No, I'm not going to say the Guinness, Guinness guru. The, well, did I, have I spoke about this? Yes, you have. Right, okay, well. No, just, talk about it just again. Just about to repeat myself. No, I've, I've just went, any time I go out and I go to a pub now, I'm just, instead of getting a pint of tenants, I'm like, I'm going to get a pint of Guinness. Um, And I, I think I'm, is that a sign of getting old that Guinness is good? I used to love Guinness, mate, when I, I get mad with it. It was a pure, I mean, I used to have like 15 pints of Guinness. It gets you fucking rocking, man. Like out your nut. It's a different type like, of drunk. I'm getting like two. <laughs> I'm not having like 15, but you don't sell Guinness, man. They have this Bellhaven Black. Ah, uh, shite, man. It's so shite. shite. I, well, I bought one pint of it and I just sat and nursed it all night. It was like, um, I fucking rotten, man. It's dead bitter, isn't it? I thought it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. In comparison to Guinness, it was like the first sip of it, I was like, that's all right. Was like, oh, that's fucking barking, man. Yeah. Not to slag off. I know Bellhaven, I think they sponsor the stand. <laughs> Not to slag off. Um, I think you get Bellhaven Best is all right if you want. I don't know. I don't even know if that's true, but I get fucking Guinness in the stand, for fuck's sake, man. They used to do this Guinness in the stand. I don't know why they've stopped. Well, it's tenants, isn't it? Aye. That's the so they don't have pints of tenants in the stand either, so they maybe fell out with the brewery. Oh really? Must have been. That's a gutter. I used to drink Guinness in the stand all the time. Guinness was brilliant for a cure, I don't know. 
Aye, man. Do you know what's so good? Guinness and I and Brew. Together? Uh-huh. Wow. Anything sweet with like a hint of Guinness in it. It's fucking top notch. I used to drink Jack Daniels Colton Guinness. Wow. And that's fucking amazing, mate. Um, Because I used to have Guinness with like no cranberry, like blackberry juice. I used to put a wee bit of blackberry juice in it. Right. That's called something, isn't it? I think so. I'm sure there's a... Did they do that in the stand? You just ask the bar Just staff. ask for it. I put a wee bit so I so anything sweet and with like the bitter. Yeah. It's like that salt, that salty and sweet thing. Bitter and sweet. Uh, Guinness. Like myself. And blackcurrant. Cocktail. Parts unknown. It's called. Mm. Cocktail. The parts unknown cocktail. Guinness and blackcurrant. Balanced flavours between the bitter stout and the sweet blackcurrant, 100%, mate. It's fucking... Well, I've no tried that. I'm going to try that, but I um, I have became a bit of a Guinness wanker the last wee while, but I don't I like it, man. Do you know what it's good for? One pint. See, I can't... See, like, just having one pint of beer, it feels very unfulfilling, uh-huh. but a pint of Guinness feels like that's enough. Like, Aye. just having one, and you can storm with it for, like, an hour. You know it, what I mean? It hits the spot. I remember... I remember, cause I was, I've been a vegetarian before. For four years, I was a vegetarian, right? Years ago. And I remember being, I was steaming in a pub. And I, I think I remember the bar guy saying, he knew me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're still a vegetarian as I'm drinking Guinness. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know there's fish oil in, in Guinness? And I was literally like, oh, fuck. Get the lines out. <laughs> Is that fish oil and lines, you fucking prick? Geezer steak and chips. Hit <laughs> 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 the fucking button. Um, I was going to say something there and I fucking forgot all about it. What were we talking about? Oh, aye. On that, I was watching a podcast the other night and the lassie was like, oh, I'm vegan. And then they were chatting about stuff and she went, I'm no militant vegan. Like, sometimes if somebody gets something, I'll pick around about it. And I was like, no, you're no vegan then. You're no vegan. That's no vegan. Like, what are you doing? And then she was like, and I also have gravy. And I was like, right, so what yeah. What type of vegan's that? Oh, mate, you hear all sorts of shit like that. I've had veggie pals that are like, oh, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat fish when I'm drunk. Yeah. You're fucking drunk every single night then, I. I know somebody that was a pure, proper, like... I was going to say something, but it would offend people. A proper militant vegan. And I'll tell you off mic, right? Okay. Um, and they gave up on their veganism because they woke up after a blackout drunk episode with, like, rolls and bacon around them. What? <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate relapse. <laughs> Pure blackout drunk went and got, like, five rolls and bacon and ate it steaming and woke up with, like, fucking bacon grease on their face and, oh like, my God. half-eating rolls and bacon, like, dotted around their flat and were like, right, well, it's done now. I think they'd said that they had been on the cusp. There had been a few thoughts of, like, oh, and a few tempting moments. Mm-hmm. And then I, they woke up for <laughs> a gas steaming mess and ate fucking four rolls, five rolls and bacon. I think that's class. There's no better way to end it, man. <laughs> fucking hell. Sc- fucking scum. Letting the team down. But I <laughs> <laughs> The stand was good on Sunday. Uh, class, ha- mate. It was a great night. Another great night. Thank you, mate. Um, I think the, the, the standard is fucking super high. Super duper high. Thank you, mate. I must say I do enjoy the comparing. I feel like it's given me a new 
confidence, like a hunger, like to be able to riff and stuff. I'm like, aye, this is good fun. Mm-hmm. And pl- and to give people like Chelsea Young and Ross Daly a gig, it gives me a total thrill, mate. Like a buzz, I get a buzz for that. Like see sitting in the, I'll tell the punters, uh, opening with Stuart McPherson. Stuart McPherson is Archie for Scott Squad, but he's also doing the Some Laugh podcast by Mark Jennings and stuff. And he's an amazing stand-up comedian. So he was opening. In the middle, we had Chelsea Young, who is under 70 gigs. And then we had Ross Daly, who is under 100 gigs. And the both of them are amazing. And see, when I'm sitting in the green room, obviously I've fucking... We'll talk about that in a minute. Because uh, it's my first gig anniversary this week. I'm sitting in the green room. Obviously, the stand Glasgow's like a home to me. See, watching Ross in Chelsea, absolutely buzzing. Like, I totally get a kick for that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to give them... Because I know... I mean, they're very lucky that they get a Sunday gig, by the way, because I've done a hundred fucking red draws before I get a Sunday. Like, never mind a hundred gigs. Mm-hmm. I've done a hundred red draws. So when I get a Sunday, I fucking sweaty blood for a Sunday. Mm-hmm. But to see them buzzing, I was like, yes, man, that's incredible. You're proper game back with me, mate. You're not just game people. It's not even just like a Sunday. You're giving them the opportunity to go up on a weekend night in probably the best room in Scotland and pay their shit to a sold-out crowd. Yeah. It's proper, you know what I mean? Like, it, And it's a proper good crowd as well, man, that's coming along. It's a them. lovely crowd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't feel too bad because I only took £500 off Chelsea for it, so, right. you know. Cool. It's all right. I was I was going to his Rosky new sexual favors in the dream <laughs> <laughs> for the gig. <laughs> that no. boy's got a nice mouth, man. Uh, what that mouth do? <laughs> um, and that that's another thing as well. Like I pay them, obviously I pay them, um, but I know comedians that wouldn't pay them because mm-hmm. they'll be like, "You've never done a Sunday before. You've not done a hundred gigs yet." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, fuck it. I'm going to pay them." Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't pay them much, but I pay. It's still a fee. It's not life changing money. But I'm giving them a fee mm-hmm. and they're getting a gig at the stand. And then Christopher MacArthur Boyd closed the show and he's just one, you know, it's such a rare thing in Scottish comedy to be fucking funny and to be a good person. And there's no many people like that in my game. And CMB is one of them. Stuart McPherson's another one. In fact, do you know what? Everybody I book for the funny bunch is there's rules that I operate. You have to be a good cunt. And you have to be funny. Mm-hmm. So Stuart, actually one of the presenters on Some Laugh. Is that the podcast that you Yes. Did? Right. Stuart, um, Mark Jennings, and I have just Stephen Buchanan. Aye, Stephen Buchanan, aye. Uh, which is a, an amazing podcast if you check them out as well. They're funny, good boys. Um, but it was a great night, mate. And... I love getting heckled, I know. Mm-hmm. I love it, mate. I just fucking feed off that shit. Mm-hmm. Puffy Belfast was a belter. Aye. She was class. That, that was fucking mental, wasn't it? <laughs> aye, man. She just ended up having a conversation. Was that with you? Aye, I think so, aye. Aye, aye. aye. Plus, at the end, it was just all, I mean, no being sexist or anything, but it was just all women that were heckling us. Steaming fucking woman looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. Calm down. But luckily, you had your trusty hammer with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was class, mate. That was unreal. Bringing out a hammer to a comedy show. 
and then mm. and and walking it to fucking please don't go. Aye, <laughs> fucking craziness, man. Walked also, up. see the the did you see me kissing the bald guy when I walked up? Uh-huh. So he he messaged me and he's like, oh, that was some laugh. I never even knew you were holding a hammer, because <laughs> I was holding a hammer. I had my hammer on the left arm, his head in between, and I was kissing his head for about fucking ten minutes. Got to text you and tell you to bring a hammer. Ah, could have been the guest this week. I'll bring him in. Bring him in next week. You named him. Aye. What? Harry. Harry the Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I, I feel like, have you ever seen Stephen King Christine? No. When the, the, it's a nerd in school that gets a shitty car and he does the car up. You've not seen Christine? I've seen it, no. That is a classic, mate. Is a it? Stephen King classic. Right. That you should add to your list. Right. So he does this car up, he gets bullied in school, and he becomes this kind of cool kind of guy for fucking Greece. And the car starts telling him to kill people and stuff. So he's, like, driving about this car and killing, like, jocks in high school. So what I'm saying is that's that's me and the hammer. Were you... Coming back to the stand and hoping that the glitter at here, Glaswegian and Scottish comedy would be in the green room and you just burst in like that with a hammer. Like, Aye. Shut the door behind you. Chaos. I think you also shouted hammer time, didn't you? No. I was I was waiting for a, an appropriate moment. Okay. But it never came. And I didn't want to just randomly shout it out when it wasn't there, like, you know what I mean? I wanted it. I was like, was hoping that there was going to be a moment where I could have just shouted that it's hammer time, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but MC Hammer could be good if I was, if I was taking, I could have queued it up and shouted it's hammer time and hit the hit play on fucking can't touch this. Aye, that would have been good. That would have been good. Everybody's just sitting there on a Sunday, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Aye, what's going on here? Surreal. I thought, I think we was. Christopher McArthur Boyd was fucking excellent, mate. Yeah. Absolutely excellent. He was in here last night recording another like, a podcast with somebody who was a guest. And um I was I was like to him. So I've I've seen him a couple of times. I've seen him supporting Frankie at the Glee. And that was the first time I'd seen him. And I seen him do something else at the Kings. I don't know who. Maybe I'm trying to think who I've seen. Janie Godley, Frankie Boyle. I think I've seen Susie McCabe at the Kings. I'm not sure, but he's yeah, he opened for somebody at the Kings as well. So I've seen him three times and I said to him, like, I've seen you three times now, I've never met him before. Uh, I think you're excellent. And he was like, it's, it's hard to follow a guy walking out with a hammer. <laughs> and I was like, I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. Um, but he was he was singing your praises last night. He was saying that you're a great guy and a great comedian. So. Oh, and he's a good guy. Didn't he know he's East End? That's very kind. Didn't he know he came for East End? East End, mate. Aye. I've all... Do you know, it was quite funny because I've not seen him in a while. So he was watching the show. And then when I walked off the stage to the backstage, he was standing there and they'd done that. Love the hammer stuff. Pure serious. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I keep that in, man. I'm like, fuck, I need to carry a hammer to every gig that I do now. Um, aye. So that was brilliant. And thank When's you. the next one? It's the end of next month. So it's... Uh, end in November? Aye. I've not got a full lineup booked yet. Um, Stephen Buchanan's on, and Mark Jennings actually. Mark Jennings is closing. Superb. And then I've, I've never seen him before. And 
but I've I've watched I watched your episode of his podcast. I watched a couple others, so yeah, I'm going to check it out. Right, I'm looking forward to checking them out. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um. So it's only eight pound a ticket. It's probably too cheap. Best night in fucking Scotland on a Sunday. Best lineup you'll ever see. By the way, it's better than a Friday Saturday night. Come and see it. Um. I I set it so cheap because I wanted to hone my comparing skills. Mm-hmm. I wanted to show the stand that I can compare, mm-hmm. but then I realised here, man, I'm fucking shit hot at this. Ah, you fucking right, <laughs> no, you're you're brilliant at it. I need to ask a question though. Are you the reason why it runs over by half an hour every week, every month? Aye. Ah, is it you? They must the bar staff fucking hate you then. No. No. How? It's because they're getting kept half an hour after they're supposed to be finished. Are they work. talking? No, no, no. no. <laughs> they wouldn't be talking to me anyway we're all fucking talking <laughs> look how insecure I'm or I think I the bar staff are talking to you about Aye, me. I walked by after the show and they were like he's a prick do you know I'll tell you the reason why it overran it overran because of the hecklers and I had to I had to talk to them about it so that's why it overran uh, there was a drunk woman there that was fucking steaming and over the course of the night, I think she made it overrun by about 30 minutes. I maybe shouldn't have spoke to her, but what can you do? I said to the manager, the manager understood, and he's like, don't worry about it. I mean, they get paid overtime for aye, it. Aye, you're not giving a fuck in the bar aye. as well, man. Aye, so, but I am, I am the reason, man. It's your fault. It is my fault. I mean, what are they going to do? I was, I've got a hammer, mate. <laughs> and they're all hipsters. I imagine that the feedback the Glasgow will send to the Edinburgh stand, look, he went on stage with a claw hammer. <laughs> That's it. That's the feedback. How, how was Sunday night? It was great. Darren went on stage with a claw hammer. And all that. Right, okay, it set the tone. That was it. No, but it's fucking, it's a great night, mate. I love it every month. Brilliant. Aye, mate, thank you. It did, do you like my wee shout out at the end? Absolutely, mate, aye. You know I love you. Aye, I love you too. I was getting a lot of love in the crowd. People were like fucking fist bump me as I left. I felt like fucking, I don't know, like a UFC fighter. Just one walking through and the crowd <laughs> up here high-fiving you. Or a wrestler. I, I must say, I, I, to- I totally get a buzz for that, mate. Honestly, see, seeing that too. shit. I feel like Mickey and you're Rocky. Like Mickey's a failed old boxer that never won the championship. So when I'm watching cunts go up and smash it, I'm like, yes, go get him. <laughs> Go get him, Rock! I'm older than you, though. <laughs> don't don't ruin my dream, mate. Okay. You're my Mickey. You're my mentor. Um, also, we'll, we'll continue talking about the stand, but I want to mix it up a wee bit. So we'll talk about some subjects and what's happened in the world. And Halloween is coming up. Spooky season. Spooky wookie. Um, pumpkin latte. Get a prop. You want to put it on the desk? No prop, don't get, no, no prop, it is a prop. You think I could pump it? Aye. Go and get it, put pump it. The, it. Put it on the, the desk and grab it. Pump it, pumpkin, huh? Pump the pumpkin? Sounds like a, like a shite thing at an amusement park. Me batteries are up. Beautiful. No, it's lighting up. It's just a shite light, isn't it? Huh. That was the ghost. Hey, we'll put that there. Are you dressing up for me? For Halloween? Yeah. No. I'm just <laughs> going to dress up for you for sexual 
<laughs> exploits. <laughs> no, mate, I'm I'm not a fan of dressing up. It's my birthday on the first of November. I came within an hour and a half of being born on Halloween, and for whatever reason, you know, I just don't enjoy dressing up. Not a big fan of it. I dressed up as Rasputin last year because of the beard. I'm restricted. Yeah. To Jeremy Corbyn, I don't know, I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, like, Forrest Gump, when he's doing the running. That yes. Was, that was two years ago. Last year, it was Rasputin. So anybody's got any suggestions for fucking uh, costumes for a tall, slimish, bearded... And I don't know, man. I'm really restricted because of the beard. An Amish guy? Amish. Amish. Ah. But they don't have the moustache. <laughs> Oh, so I right, need to okay. shave my moustache off, which just doesn't fucking happen. Aye, fuck that. Aye, they've got pure neck beard. For one day? Aye, fuck that. That is a weird one, isn't it? Uh, Wayne's don't really chat your door anymore. I don't know why I breathed heavy into the fucking <laughs> mic there. You've got a warning. Aye. <laughs> for Wayne's chat your fucking door. <laughs> Wayne's chat my fucking door, I ignore it. Aye, so they are. So oh. they are. Fuck them. Did you go trick-or-treating when you were a wee guy? Aye. Horrible flashbacks. I rem- Do you ever remember a wrestler <laughs> called Al Snow? Uh-huh. He played a character that had mental health problems and he just wrote the word help on his head. Uh-huh. I remember right. I just did that. I wrote the word help. Right. And I was going around chatting my neighbour's doors. And they cunt knows who Al Snow is. They're just pure. That's that poor boy. Aye. That's <laughs> that Cono. He's for the Cono family. Fucking stick a loaf of bread in there. I think they're like that. This would be my ball. But see if you've seen his dad, never had a chance. Aye. Explain your dad. <laughs> Mate, that reminds me, I know I talk about my uncle Jerry a lot, right? But my mama and my dad were like that with Jerry. The kindest person you'll ever meet in your life with mental health problems. Who, Jerry? Aye. Was he the one that told you that your grandpa died on your birthday? Yes. Right. So see when he see when he was in the house with the family, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, Jerry, it's lovely to see you. Right. It's lovely. Oh, it's good." He went to leave the house, right? I swear to God, man, see before the door even fucking shut, mate. It was midway through shutting, mm-hmm. so he might have actually heard my ma say it. My ma done that. That cunt's got magic in his head. <laughs> <laughs> magic in his head. <laughs> and is that our way of describing mental health problems? Yeah. He's got magic in his head. He's got magic in his head. I've also heard somebody in my family say they've got porridge in their head. Aye, porridge between their ears. My dad used to say that about people. <laughs> but aye, he's got fucking porridge between his ears. Like that. Right, okay. Yeah, die, he get hot down, he get knocked down with a tractor, mate. Come on. Well, the guy that uh, that flashed into my head there, that um he said that about was a guy that used to walk about the scheme with his golden Labrador and he was always a bit weird. And my dad used to say that. He used to go, he's got porridge between his ears. And I'm like, all right, okay. And then one time somebody told me what happened to him. He was gang fighting, fighting for the Carntine Gaucho. Shout out the YCG. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and the fucking, the high cow powery caught him and dropped a slab in his head. Oh, mate. So he literally fucking had brain damage. And cunts in the scheme of that. He's no right, he's a fucking pedo. And my dad's no that far. That was other people in the scheme used to 
say that my dad used to say porridge for brains man you're like no poor cunt get fucking leathered aye slab dropped in his head at fucking 15 imagine say imagine they pedo hunter videos i'm not a pedo i've had a slap dropped on my head <laughs> <laughs> why are you messaging 12 year olds like that? Uh, slab out of the head cut half never that's a shame isn't it but somebody was saying that the other day actually they were like they were in here and it was just a random passing conversation and they were like you ever noticed anybody that these pedo hunters hunt are usually like a bit simple yep and like aye they are it's like you're targeting fucking people that are new well but you know. you're saying simple it's full-blown mental illness mm -hmm. and physical illnesses mm -hmm. it's never somebody that's a normal person that's you know that they're sick i'm not justifying it by the way but you're literally hunting down people that are in care uh -huh. i'd imagine uh -huh. you think we'll ever get to a place where um this is a bit controversial for a fucking comedy podcast but we'll get to a place where we'll look at it like a mental illness and they'll be like come out we'll help you I'd like to think we could get a, like an understanding of it, like, like I said, like that way. You ever seen the Louis through thing? Yes. A safe place for paedophiles, where mm -hmm. they've got that in like Arizona, where it's like hand yourself in, and we'll help you. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying, but I think thing some things are so evil that people will not entertain it. It's like a mm. witch hunting type of thing. Right. Maybe I'm not talking about like doctors and stuff. I'm talking about public. So if there was like places for these people to go and get help, I think it would be kept in the hush and it'd be that type of shit. Aye. You're probably right, mate. Cunts are going to attack it and all that. Yeah. Mm. Too triggering for people, which I totally understand. And for yeah. sake, man, like, wow, you know, so many people... I think more people than what we that probably talk about it have been victims of these things. So yes. I understand why it's such a taboo issue for people. But like we we're just saying, any of these pedo hunter videos, you're like, that guy's like, there's something he's not right. That's no mm -hmm. it's not like a, a guy pulling up in his Range Rover, do you know, like fucking what's his face? Adam Hingme, that was a football player. Like the Sunderland guy. Mm -hmm. Get him in the fucking jail. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like fuck but a lot of these you're like, ah, pff, fucking hell, man, that's like there's that video of the guy and you're like, that guy's like mentally like fucking nine year old or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And also, I don't want, I don't know the the law about this, but supposedly th those guys don't have, the, the hunters don't have any, uh, they're not qualified, they're no policemen or anything. Right, they so, like just bait people I, to come and meet them. But see them doing that supposedly when it gets to court it actually fucks up the process it's remissible i because there's no you you, you can't be a vigilante and go and like i like trap people like that yeah like, i don't agree with that i think that should absolutely like if people are having to take it into their own hands um i suppose i there's like new laws in there but at one point in time messaging somebody that's underage is not against the law but there's new laws like grooming and and rightfully so yeah. obviously this is a bit fucking heavy fucking hell that's all right we're putting the world to rights on on a podcast but <laughs> no i would it seems like aye man it seems like a, a 
Like, there's been a load of sort of pedo hunting stuff coming out the last sort of like week. It's been all our Twitter and all that. It's like a, a renaissance for it. I don't know. But the, the mad guy, you seen the mad guy on Twitter? The Scottish guy? Yes, I have. Don't name him. No, 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 the guy that they're, that they're targeting. The guy that's the pedo hunter. Yeah. Have you seen him? He's got a Netflix. Uh huh. And he's for sure. fucking Scotland. Yeah. And I was like, ah. I was like, I was like, fucking hell, man! This guy's from Scotland, and then I clicked on the message, and it, I'd been fucking chatting to the cunt. Wow! Like three years ago, but coming on Rebel City. Fucking and hell! It just must have just fizzled out. I don't fizzled know. Fizzled I don't know what happened to it, man. Um, but I, I was talking to him about doing a podcast like fucking years ago. I was like, no way! I don't even remember that. But yeah, yeah he's got a fucking Netflix show now. I've seen a lot of his stuff flying about, but I, it's like you said. The have you seen the video when they hunt this wee guy done? He's got learning difficulties mm -hmm. and he gets caught. And the first thing he said was, you've ruined my holiday. <laughs> That's the guy who's talking about it. Aye. Man, like, yeah, here, mate, I don't think you should be worrying about a holiday. About a holiday but that shows you, though, it's like, that's no, that's literally like, that guy doesn't have a functioning brain. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have, like, a fully functioned working brain. That the. They people need a hospital, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they need definitely fucking some sort of, like, you know, they can be out and about if they're going to be fucking targeting wins, but they, I don't think that they need, um, like, the shit kicked out of them or, like, stuck into fucking jail where they'll get targeted, do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Remember years ago, mate, fucking The News of the World published some sort of mad weird fucking thing that was a photo of a guy and he looked exactly like a guy that stayed in quarantine, and it was like, see like you're saying, like a witch hunt. Like, they kicked his door in, they beat the utter shit out of him, and it was the wrong guy. Wow, man. And the guy had to move. Had to fucking sell his house and move out of the fucking scheme. That's horrible, mate. And it wasn't him? No, it wasn't him. Do you know that's no uncommon, by the way? No. Nah. No. Nah, you hear no about uncommon. that shit all the time? Aye, man. I think we need to do something about that, but because whatever the authorities, like the police are doing, is not working. If it's having a fall down to individuals, and a lot of them, I was reading a thing that was saying a lot of the guys that become the pedo hunters have been victims of pedophilia when yeah. they were younger. Obviously, that's why they, they're so fucking passionate and get the fire to go and fucking hunt these cunts down. Um. If uh, we need to, we need to change whatever the fuck we're doing with it because it's no fucking working. Yeah, we need to find a better way of fucking tracking them down and you know getting justice for it. And I think honestly, like if you imagine if somebody was out there and they were like, "I'm having these urges and I don't, I don't want, I'm not going to do anything about it." You know, I think they would. They, how could they come forward? I don't know if there'd be any way for them to like go. I'm yeah. struggling with with this. I think people. Like you're saying, people would be so triggered by it, they would just attack the cunt, do you know what I mean? Rather than yeah. giving them a, a, a place to go, hey. Clip the cunts like dugs. That's an option though, mate. That is genuinely an option. If somebody's fucking having sexual urges towards children and they kind of get it under control, then maybe castration's something that you could fucking... Could do, I suppose, then. Doesn't stop the ability to abuse people. I know. Episode 48 of the podcast, yeah. as I've got a pumpkin on the fucking table, I don't know. <laughs> as I, this is something I'd be like, moan into the van, see the puppies. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. 
I'm so sorry. You know, that's I'm trying to break the ice right. on a serious subject. So speaking of mental illness, <laughs> let's move on and discuss someone else who's hitting the news this week. Uh, Kanye West. Oh, right. Okay, here we go. Poor guy, man. Mm. Poor guy? What? I'll let you take over, mate, because I don't really know what's happening. Okay. Well, he's... He's... He start, it started out where like, he's wearing white lives matter. Well, no, didn't it? It started out he was going to the, the White House and sitting with Trump. And that's when people noticed, because they seen him on camera, that his password for his iPhone's eight zeros. You seen that video? No. No, he's sitting with Trump and he's talking to the press and he's off in some sort of like manic spiral and he goes to unlock his phone and <laughs> the camera's on him and he just hits eight zeros and unlocks his iPhone and he's like, look, but it started out, he was sitting with Trump with his MAGA hat on then he was going to run for president. Then, uh, he, well, this is just my fucking recollection of what's going on. He's been talking about the Jewish media, which is a total fucking dog whistle for Nazis. Then he was wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt a couple of weeks ago and coming out talking about how, him and Candace Owens were talking about how if you're straight and white, then um, it's the equivalent of being black during fucking segregation. <laughs> You're like, we're not being lynched. It's it's harder for a white per a white guy to get a job. That's not the same as being fucking lynched and murdered or like fucking cunts burning crosses outside your house. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a fucking break. But he did a podcast the other day with a guy called Lex Friedman. You ever watched yes, Lex Friedman stuff? The jiu-jitsu guy is very intelligent yeah, as well. He grew up in Soviet Russia and um he's Jewish. But he's he's a very good He's very calm. I don't know if he's autistic or whatever, neurodivergent. I think he openly talks about that, but he's very calm and, and tries to be very pragmatic with people when they're talking about, like, very triggering subjects. That Lex Friedman had family members that died in the Holocaust. So, you know, Kanye West sitting down. And, so on that podcast, he compared Planned Parenthood and abortion to the Holocaust. And Lex Friedman made a very good point. He was like, there's a very big difference between giving people the choice now can get into the, the motives and blah, blah, blah. He's like, but the raping and the murder and the brutal way that Jewish people were, six million people died in a genocide isn't a, isn't a fair comparison to make, I don't think. Kanye's gone on about 20 million abortions over 10 years in America. Something something crazy like that, some crazy statistic. It's a million a year Wow. in the last five years. And pre predominantly people of colour use the use the services. But I think he's lost it, mate. Like, I think he's on that. I watched a, I watched it. It's two and a half hours long. And his mind is not coherent. It's yeah. like going off in mad tangents here, there, and everywhere. And I mean, so he was saying that he thinks that Kim Kardashian's like our generation's Marilyn Monroe, and but he also said that. In his mind, he's Mario, and she's Princess Peach. Mm. And the media have got her locked away in a castle, and it's his job to, like... Because she left him, didn't she? Like, she dumped him. She divorced him. Um, and Lex Friedman said to him, what was your favourite thing about Kim when you look back? And he went, oh, DNA. And it's like, ooh, like, that's worrying. That's, like, worrying chat. Yeah, that's mental. Mm-hmm. I never realised they said all that stuff about... Because I try my best. I'm very hypersensitive to watch a 
to what I watch and listen to. Uh, so when it comes to stuff like that, unless it's funny or there's humor, I'll avoid it. Mm-hmm. So I never realized he was saying all that stuff. But what I see is a severely mentally unstable man that is not getting help and he's not taking medication. And it's like Brit- the Britney Spears thing. It's just this media glaring a torch in T's face, asking him mental questions. And it's like something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's either going to hurt somebody or he's going to kill himself. Mate, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried to kill him or somebody gets killed because of something that he says. Yeah. Like he was talking about, and I, you know, like this is his language. He was talking about the Jews. Um, and mate, there was pictures of guys on an overpass in America. It was like, honk if you agree with Kanye and they're fucking Nazi saluting. And it's like, that's what you're... That is what you're that is what you're siding with. Like yeah. and he doesn't realise that through the ramblings there was a lot of stuff where you're like, that's kinda true. Like the record like recording executives have got too much power, movie executives have got too much power and the gatekeep and all that. And he was you're like there's a lot of truth to what the guy's saying. Um but the conclusions that he's drawn are fucking mental, mate. Like he's yeah. genuinely he's lost it. Like he's he's lost his marbles, but yeah, he's lost. I think he lost five hundred million in worth overnight. Wow, because endorsements and Adidas pulled out of the Yeezys, and people are just like, no, can you like? And then everybody's out like, this is cancel culture, and you're like, no, this is accountability, mate. Like, yes, he can't go out and throw his mo- and open his mouth and throw about with that and throw terms about and think that there's no accountability for that. Like, that's yeah. how the market, the free market works. If businesses don't want to work with you, you don't get any money. Well, it's true, because other people that maybe have mental health problems will hear that, and then they'll be like, he's right. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, somebody could get hurt. But I, I think he needs the microphone took away from him, and he needs to get be He needs in a hospital. Mm-hmm. He needs some rest, man. Makes too much money, doesn't he? I think for yeah. the people that that will be around him, I don't know if anybody will. And he doesn't want to hear it either, mate. Like you can, you can see it. They can't section somebody because he's saying crazy stuff and he's got a lot of money. Yeah, and you need proper like. And unfortunately, aye, something bad's going to end up happening. Um, but saying that, like his favorite thing about Kim's or DNA, it's like, mate, that's creepy. Yeah, that's so fucking creepy. What was it he said? I was like, fucking hell, man. It'll come to me. I'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. I was listening to his music. I'm not really a fan. But anytime I hear something in the background, I'm like, that's quite catchy. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what the song is, right? Amazing tune to it. And then it gets to the chorus, and he's literally just like, whoopity scoop, whoopity whoop, whoopity scoop, scoop de whoop, scoopy de whoop. I'm like, that's good. 100 million views on spotify i don't get it mate I, i've said i said this on our podcast last week and people are like can you a genius and i no, he's not no i don't think i don't think i've ever heard anything of his where i've been like wow you know what i mean it's always just kind of like the fucking faster better stronger you're like, that's a sample like, it's all samples man and it's just like i don't know man that pure genius gets thrown about too much i think um with all, you know it should be kept for like one or two people per generation, no, just like, oh, they're a genius. Like, um, that's what he said. 
He said that the lyrics that he writes, the music that he creates, and the color palettes that he uses in his fashion are healing. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I think the money's healing. <laughs> like the Aye. money that he makes off the back is fucking healing. Um, and the guy Rex Friedman, to be fair to him, did say to him, do you think that the only, because he kept on coming back to it, do you think that the only way to measure your output and your greatness is by the amount of money that you've got in your bank? He was disagreeing with that. Like, I don't think that's a good barometer for greatness. Um, but no, Kanye was just like, it did not compute in his mind because that's what it's all about now, isn't it? The amount of fucking money that you've got. Yeah. He seems like he'd be insufferable being in his company for 20 minutes. He'd be like, mate, shut up. He'd be the type of cunt that would talk in the cinema. Stop talking, mate. Anybody that calls themselves a genius is a fucking moron in my eyes. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, but I will always have gay fish. Hi. He gave us that moment. Yeah, they 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 got to him first, man. South Park got him first. That was years ago they Aye, fucking mate. got that man. And the fucking thing made Carlos Mencia on it as well, mate. Yes. In that same episode, mate. They the called old, it a bunch of cunts in that fucking episode. The old joke thief. Um can I just check how long we've done? Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Right. So there's a couple of things that I'd like to tell. I love how we were just talking about pedophile hunters there, and then we went into the Holocaust. Now back to the stand. Uh, some good news about the ghost hunt. We've got a location and we've got, to let the punters know, we've got people from the Scottish ghost hunters, Yvonne and David, who were on Sean McDonald's podcast, Blethered, that was also filmed in the studio. Um, they're on board with Paul and myself and we're going to film it in the Stand Comedy Club. I think we're going to film it on Sunday the 6th of November and, you know, we'll do David as a medium and he's going to give me a reading. I'll try and get him to give Paul a reading as well and then we'll do things like the Ouija board, the spirit board and if they've got a box full of toys, I'll let them play with the toys. Uh, the Stand Comedy Club has got a bit of a history. Supposedly it's haunted. The staff have experienced some stuff. So me and Paul will have some fun with that. So we will we will let you know as as we find out more mm. information with that. But you looking forward to it? Absolutely. Do you think we'll put some of that content exclusively on the Patreon? Patreon. Yes. That's another thing that we're going to start doing. Uh, this is the 48th episode. And I think we've done really well to get content out there for free for everybody. But now we're at a stage that we need money to cover costs. Like the studio, this is professional TV standard equipment. We need, we need money in. That's just life. So we're going to set up a Patreon and... I don't know how, how we would do that. Film a normal podcast and then add that for Patreon members. Aye, 100%. We'll do exclusive stuff. Like, we can go live once a couple, a couple of times a week and just do, like, wee bits. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing stuff like reacting to TikToks and... I and some of the stuff like some of the if we do extra stuff like going and doing like ghost hunting that you know we need to go into location and all that that'll some of it will probably go for free 
as like a trailer, but the the vast majority of that we need to keep for people that are willing to pay. It won't be expensive. It will be like less than a coffee a month, really. Yeah, that that's another thing. We're keeping it as cheap as possible, and it's the same with the funny bunch. I've I've literally made it as cheap as possible to pay the comedians and the staff, and then I don't even get that much money for the funny bunch, mate. Everybody else gets paid, so it's the same with us. Like we need we need to start covering costs, and plus if we're going out in location and we're filming in the stand, we're losing money as well because what you're giving up a day of work mm-hmm. to do that so it's the only way forward for us so we thank you for the support that you've done so far but we need to move into that and i hope you're cool with it if you can pay for a pumpkin a pumpkin spice latte you can pay for this ah you could pay for like content yes but like our version of only fans mm-hmm except any bobies you can put what you yeah. like. Yeah, well, Dan, like that. No, I'm getting my Bobby on Patreon. You, you can do what you like on Patreon as well. You can say what you like. Aye. They don't, like, shut it down. So, That's good. Aye. Clip the pedos. We can say that, on it? <laughs> no wonder I can't get a fucking job. Um, <laughs> aye, so that is good. Uh, what do you want to do now? Because there's TikToks there. Aye, but we'll... We'll be doing that after we're done. Right, okay. Because that's for Patreon, so we've got another five minutes. Thank fuck you're here. Also, this was a special week for me. I never realised it was because I was looking at a diary and I found a date. This week was, what date is it today? 27th of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I've missed it with a couple of weeks. My first gig was on the 7th of October. 2006. It's three weeks late, mate. Three weeks late. Sums my fucking life up. <laughs> 14 years ago, mate. Fucking, fucking mental, man. 14 years ago? Yep. Was that the stand, wasn't it? Stand Comedy Club. Red Raw. Can't believe it. And I also, I don't want to get too personal with things, right? But I was when I was doing therapy today and we were talking about something... People always ask me, I don't even know if I should speak about this, man. I won't go into too too much detail, but people are always like, why did you start doing stand-up comedy? And I'd be like, oh, it's because I love comedy. And I did love comedy. Mm -hmm. But when I was a young guy, something traumatic happened. Nothing like abuse or anything. I lost somebody that was close to me. Right. When I was 17. And a year after it happened, Mm -hmm. during the year, it was a year of grieving and going through the process of grief. And then as a young guy, I thought something in my brain was like, fuck it, You've, you've only got one life. And that's what made me go towards doing stand up comedy. Right. But because I was a young guy, I never had the tools to live my life. So I was, you know, stress and depression. And it wasn't like, see the way it is now. You never got therapy 14 years ago. You never went to the doctors when you were fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, you never had helplines when you were my age. No, no chance. Do you know what I mean? So see, when I was depressed and I was suicidal, I, I never even knew what the word fucking depressed meant. Uh-huh. 
So I was going through all that emotion as a young guy, experiencing grief. And and then I went and did stand-up comedy. And I was like, you know, this wee guy that was living in a fucking bubble my whole life, never done any drama, workshops, never had any experience in that world. Next thing I know, I'm in front of 200 people at a gig. Um, Still fucked as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just horrific, mate. It was funny because I was steaming and I made an ass of myself, but just right. totally fucked it. And then I said, I've said on the podcast as well, uh, like I was so haunted by it. I never done it again for about five years. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back, I was like, right, if I get a laugh, I'll start doing it again. And I went back and I got a laugh. And then that's when I started to pursue it and started doing more gigs. Mm-hmm. But I just realized that today that, it's weird when you look back in your life as an adult with a clear kind of mind and you're thinking it was not it was grief it was experience and loss and grief that made me go to world stand up uh-huh. and you're still doing it mate it's fucking incredible really. 14 years later mate Aye, man. what age were you when you first went on up on stage then like 20 18 fucking hell man that's crazy kenny muller mate this is how long it was Celtic were playing Benfica. Right. And Kenny, Kenny Muller scored, scored two goals. Oh, right. Aye. That was my first Excuse gig. Excuse me, I was there. I was at that Celtic game. Aye. Right, that was your first red draw, mate. That feels like so long ago to me. Aye. Wow. Like, I think back to, like, aye. Wow. And I went up there, like, fucking, <laughs> fucking post-traumatic stress. Absolutely fucked. Like, out my nut. Trying mm-hmm. to make cunts laugh. Mm-hmm. Can you just... remember anything that you did? Like any bits that you did on I your first gig? I can't remember any jokes, but I did. I think I've said this. I went into a charity shop and I bought a suit. It was three different parts to three different suits. Because <laughs> I wanted to stick. I did it. I, I did it. I was like, ah, look, there's got to be 20 people in the bill. So uh-huh. I want people to remember me. Is that what's on a red row? 20? It used to be. Right. Like okay. hundreds right. of people, mate. And I was like, I want to do something that's going to make me stick out and people remember me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they remembered me for the wrong reasons, you know, the fucking suit. And I got a top hat and I went up. And, you know, people start, people were laughing. I remember getting laughs, mate. But it was, it was like, it started off getting laughs. And then people were like, oh, he's just steaming. And then I repeated right. a joke. I know, mate. I, repeat, I remember repeating something, word for word, repeating it. And uh, Gary Little was a compere. Oh, was he? They normally music you off the stage uh-huh. when you overrun. But I was overrunning and see the sound guy. I think the sound guy was like, this is fucking mental. There's a country I top part. He's nut. So he never musicked me off. So see, because he never music me off, mm-hmm. Gary was standing behind the curtain like that. Darren, get off the stage. <laughs> fucking hell. But he was doing it as a joke. Right, aye. Right. He was doing it as a joke. As like a bit. Aye. And then I tried to, oh my God, man, I'm fucking cringing because I had a big massive rope as a belt <laughs> and I tried to joke, like make it look like my trousers were fondant uh-huh. by mistake. But it wasn't, it was, I was steaming like that. <clears throat> Taking the belt off <laughs> and my trousers just fell down and I was like, ah, ah, to silence, man. Uh, pure. We knew what you were doing. Aye. We knew, we knew it. 
fucking Wurzel Gummidge oh, in a fucking suit, man. And I, I just remember being in the green room and Gary was like, ah, you're fucking rocking, you cunt. How many pints you had? And I was like, I've only had four. I had a, I don't know why I done it. I had a bottle of rosy wine in the house, right? And five Budweiser's in the house during right. the day. Right. And then when I got to the stand, I had about seven pints. Oh, fuck's sake. I was paralytic, mate. I woke up the next day, like, with a suit on in my bed, like, <laughs> fucked. Oh, my God. So, 14 years ago, follow your dreams. Hashtag. Uh, Stay strong. Aye. So. <laughs> and what an amazing feeling to, like... Just have your own night at the stand. I mean, everybody needs to go through that. It's, you're learning the trade. Uh, but aye, I had a nice moment the day thinking about the past and and all that shit. And I'm mm-hmm. glad I stuck with it. And I'm I'm glad I'm still there. Oh, fucking right, mate. Aye, you're genuinely amazing at it. So it's aye, you, too right that you fucking stuck with it. I only stuck at see the suit and I chucked it out. Maybe fucking six years ago or something and i'm like why did i chuck that out i wish i fucking kept kept it, it mate i because you could have i you could have done something i'd have wore it mate i'd have wore it at the funny bunch as a joke i might fucking try and just date again rebuild the again. suit i rebuild the suit like iron man so that has that is that blah, 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 that's us got to the end of the podcast we're going to wrap it up and then we're going to go to the patron stuff patreon stuff as always, we just want to thank you. Remember, like and review. I've not set this up properly, mate, so you need to help me. Okay, it's all right, I'll do it. Red group, dyslexic, horrifying sausage fingers. Okay. That's what I'm fucking dressing up as Halloween. King through Charles. your letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, he's copying me. I've got a King Charles pinky. Right, troops, thank you very much. That is episode 48. See you next week. Thank you, Paul.